0: Planet Worker, a world in development. Culture and Development Series. Context Matters. Episode 2 Vietnam. Vietnam is a multi ethnic country with 54 ethnic groups, each with its own language, lifestyle, and cultural heritage. The most dominant group is called Viet or Ken, which accounts for 86% of the population of about 84 million and is concentrated in inland deltas and coastal areas. The Ken exercise political and economic power and are generally wealthier than minority groups, with easier access to infrastructure, health services and education. The Hoa, or Chinese, is another relatively wealthier group that inhabits mainly in inland deltas and coastal areas. Ethnic majorities are defined as the Ken and the Chinese, and ethnic minorities as the ethnic groups other than these. In addition to the majority Ken ethnic population, there are 53 minority groups. Ethnic minorities account for around 14% of the total population in Vietnam and are scattered across the country in 45 or 61 provinces. Minority groups are largely concentrated in the mountainous areas. In the north, 31 of 54 groups are found. These include such large groups as the Tay, Nhuang, and Thai in the valleys and foothills the Sanche and Sandir in the more mountainous areas, and the Dizao, KHMU, and Hmong in the middle stretch of uplands. In the central highlands, there are an estimated 19 ethnic groups, and the groups tend to be more concentrated. Groups include the Dizao, Muon, Nung, Tay, and Tai that have migrated from the north, as well as others in the Montclair and Malay Polynesian linguistic groups. The major influences on Vietnamese political culture were of Chinese origin. Vietnam's political institutions were forged by 1,000 years of Chinese rule. The ancient Chinese system, based on Confucianism, established a political centre surrounded by loyal subjects. The Confucians stressed the importance of the village, endowing it with autonomy but clearly defining its relationship to the centre. Those who ruled did so with the mandate of heaven, Although they were not themselves considered divine, they ruled by divine right by reason of their virtue, which was manifested in moral righteousness and compassion for the welfare of the people. Many of the first-generation communist leaders came from scholar-official backgrounds and were well-versed in the traditional requisites of talent and virtue, or Thai-duck, necessary for leadership. They cultivated an image of being incorruptible, and effective administrators as well as moral leaders. A relationship between the government and the governed was also deliberately structured to parallel the Confucian system. Like the Confucians, leaders of the highly centralised Vietnamese communist government stressed the importance of the village and clearly defined its relationship to the centre. Despite Confucian influence, Vietnamese practice demonstrated a faith in administrative structures and in legalist approaches to political problems that was distinctly Vietnamese, not Confucianist. Vietnam's political culture represents, therefore, The steadfast survival of what is Vietnamese in the face of a long history of outside influence. Integration of historical political ideals with an imported communist organizational model has created a communist identity that is no less Vietnamese. The common generalization that Asians are more likely to accept authority is contradicted by Vietnam's history of relentless resistance to Chinese and French domination. Even with Vietnam's strong sense of nationalism, its modern society is burdened with mixed ideologies and paradoxical political values. In one century, Vietnam has made several major political transitions and has been exposed to numerous foreign political doctrines. Thousands of years of Confucianism to a hundred years of French influence. The industrialization lessons of Japan, adapted and advocated by Mandarin revolutionaries who preceded the generation of Ho Chi Minh. The thoughts of Chinese patriots and non-communist political philosophers, such as Yang Chikeo and Sun Yat-sen, adapted by nationalist parties organized after the Kuomintang the varieties of dominant Marxist-Leninist and Maoist ideology, the relentless indoctrination of Ho Chi Minh's thoughts, including the pursuit of independence and the concentration of human resources in warfare, the influence of American consumerism and the entrepreneurial basis fair enterprise of capitalism through the United States' involvement in the Vietnam War and the globalization of politics through information technology and the culture of the Internet introduced to Vietnam through current foreign investment. In sum, the numerous ideologies inflicted upon Vietnam have undoubtedly changed the fabric of Vietnamese culture. While the extent of such changes is not fully understood, it is clear that shifting ideologies have made advocacy of rights more difficult. Advocacy can easily get entangled in party politics or ethnocentric emotionalism. In the single-party state of Vietnam, any form of social advocacy may be viewed with suspicion. Despite the open-door policy of Doi Moi, the government occasionally views foreign influence and social changes as possible political risks to the party. For example, the party, through its official communique, the Nan Dan newspaper, reminds the public of the danger of peaceful evolution referring to the process of peacefully overthrowing the government by instigating social changes, typically through cultural products. The communist state therefore assigns culture as a tool for maintaining its hegemony. Party politics delineates the contours of rights advocacy in Vietnam. Currently, advocacy is conducted in a single-party political system in which active civic participation is marginal. Advocacy should refocus on building social infrastructures and should remain apolitical. This means advocates should first concentrate on solidifying less controversial rights in an effort to avoid what could quickly deteriorate into a rights battle. This means avoiding radicalism overt conflicts with the party, and efforts that can be construed as undermining solidarity. This also means refraining from any direct or indirect references to the advantages or disadvantages of the multi-party political system. However, even if advocates for rights stay within these constraints, political tension may be unavoidable. The line between an apolitical agenda and criticism of the party is a fine one. Vietnamese law extends the suspicion of contestation of the status quo. In non-socialist Western societies, individuals are allowed to act so long as their action is not illegal. In the Vietnamese concept of rights, any activity, particularly in the civil and commercial sphere, is presumably unlawful unless expressly articulated or authorized by law. Policymakers in Vietnam emphasize the rule of law primarily for economic and political stability. Therefore, they work towards developing commercial law that first serves the immediate economic goals of the government and the foreign investment community, not necessarily the people of Vietnam. The rule of law tends to become a post facto recording of culture. Reflecting what has already been part of society, rather than pioneering a new legal concept. Like history, the rule of law becomes evidence of culture. The importance of this is that advocacy needs to focus on gaining acknowledgement of social rights and political space to enable a change in culture, rather than drive social change through law. Put simply, changes to society, therefore, are not driven by changing laws, but rather changes to culture particularly political culture. Philosophical, religious, historical and political foundations of culture intertwine to create a barrier to expression of dissent or contestation. Open confrontation of differences is considered bad taste, undermining mutual respect and dignity. Both Confucian and socialist ideals promote the martyr image of self-sacrificing individuals, subordinating their needs to the good of the community and placing hope in either heaven's sun, in Confucianism, or the state, as in Marxism, as the ultimate guarantor of happiness. Other core philosophical and religious beliefs of the Vietnamese society, such as Buddhism and Taoism, likewise accept human suffering as part of the natural order of things. Before the arrival of socialism, Vietnam had as its spiritual base the integration of the three religions. Buddhist ontology, Confucian ethics, and Taoist epistemology. These religions link together personal, family, social, and biological levels of existence, thereby submitting the individual to the common good. Evolving from the integration of these three religions, the Vietnamese self is defined less in terms of individual characteristics than in terms of family roles and responsibilities to the state, promoting acceptance and interdependence over personal independence. The tendency to be little individual needs preconditions both advocators and officials into very formalistic roles and preconceptions, with the result that formal modes of advocacy with officialdom sometimes offer very little opportunity for influence. As a result, advocacy for social issues faces particular difficulties. For example, when in need of advocacy or conflict resolution the people tend to go to their immediate community for results. Alongside this, the government does not permit private local human rights organisations to form or operate. The government did not tolerate attempts by organisations or individuals to comment publicly on its human rights practices, and it used a wide variety of methods to suppress domestic criticism of its human rights policies including surveillance, limits on freedom of the press and assembly, interference with personal communications and detention. Political control is not hegemonic, however, and Vietnam is experiencing change in the organisation of contestation by its citizens. There are old mass organisations and professional associations, which are broadly accepted as an integrated part of society. And, on the other hand, There is a new type of organisation that developed in the 1990s, but which is not fully recognised by society yet, such as NGOs, CBOs and other types of informal organisations. In regard to legal advocacy, the government has tended to view foreign public interest lawyers and non-government organisation workers with apprehension, mindful that legal reforms may facilitate political changes. It is fair to suggest that there remains a climate of suspicion and uncertainty in the arena of advocacy, especially at local levels, and strategies of engagement need to be carefully considered, as Vietnamese are more freely able to travel abroad and Vietnam is more integrated into the global economy and society. It will be interesting to observe whether and how the state can continue to mediate new values and concepts, such as global notions of human rights, democracy and citizenship that may threaten its monopoly on national loyalty. In Vietnam, the economic renovation decreed in 1986 at the 6th National Congress and implemented over the following years has generally reduced the level of state authoritarianism. A policy of selective cultural preservation appears to best describe the state's approach to ethnic minorities, with cultural performances, material culture and tourist items being seen as worthy of preservation. The government of Vietnam has paid much attention to the welfare of ethnic minority groups. There is a ministerial level government body, the Committee for Ethnic Minority and Mountainous Area Affairs, which is in charge of management functions for ethnic minorities and mountainous areas. In geographically strategic areas or areas with an ethnic minority population of 5,000 or more, this body has its own representative agency down to the district level. Programs that specially target ethnic minority groups are numerous and diverse. These programs cover a wide range of issues including poverty reduction, resettlement and sedentarization, forest land allocation, education, health and communication. There are often no such clear-cut targeting in government programs. Major programs such as Program 135 target all the poor communes in ethnic, mountainous and remote areas and statutes such as the 2005 education law stipulate the beneficiaries under all the previously mentioned interventions. More remarkably, the government of Vietnam also gives preferential treatment such as price and transportation subsidies to businesses that operate in mountainous and ethnic areas. Teachers working in these areas can be entitled to 70% salary increments, and government officials assigned to these areas can be promoted one year earlier. Overall, ethnic minority people have higher access to social programs such as preferential credit, free health care, tuition exemption or reduction and agricultural promotion activities. Despite these measures, ethnic minorities continue to face widespread discrimination in education and employment, performing worse than the majority on health and development indicators. For children aged between 6 and 18, around 14% of ethnic minority children go to school and work at the same time, while the corresponding figure for ethnic majority children is more than three times lower, at 4%. It is also worrisome that the illiteracy rate for ethnic minority groups in Vietnam in 2006 was even higher than that for ethnic majority groups in 1993. However, the gap in literacy rates between ethnic groups seems to be narrowing over time. For all life utilities including potable water, electricity, sanitary conditions, internet connection, housing and garbage collection. Ethnic minority people have lower access than ethnic majority people. A similar pattern can be seen with household assets. Including radio, television set, video recorder, stereo assistant refrigerator, washing machine, motorbike, bicycle, air conditioner, desk telephone, mobile telephone and computer. Where ethnic minority people have less than ethnic majority people and people living in rural areas have less than people living in urban areas. Although the government officially prohibits discrimination against ethnic minorities, long-standing societal discrimination against ethnic minorities persists ethnic minorities are subject to stereotyping and misconceptions not just among ken households but even among ethnic minorities themselves which can much hinder participation by ethnic minorities in their own development concurrently unsavoury cultural practices such as slash and burn and swidden agriculture and certain ritual and shaman activities are strongly discouraged Yet as a whole, upland ethnic minorities continue to be little understood by Low and Ken, often characterised as being backwards or lazy. Government attempts to address these problems are not without suspicion, as they are often implemented within government-controlled parameters, and perceived by minority populations as aimed at weakening their unique cultural and linguistic identity. Vietnam's official stance towards the ethnic minority as one of the country's 54 officially recognised ethnic groups is to support their right to use their own languages, encourage the preservation and promotion of their ethnic identity and traditions and implement poverty reduction and economic development programmes in areas where they live. That the relationship between the government and several ethnic groups, notably the Khmer Krom and Montagnards, is particularly complex, as linguistic and cultural grievances often overlap with property disputes and restrictions on religious freedom. In other instances, government officials monitored certain highland minorities closely, particularly several ethnic groups in the Central Highlands where it continued to impose security measures because of concern that the religion they practiced encouraged ethnic minority separatism. In the parlance of the Vietnamese Communist Party, popular expression of grievances and any form of social unrest is blamed on conspiratorial plots by hostile foreign forces. Who misuse democracy, human rights, land conflicts, and religious freedom to manipulate and stir up opposition to the government among disaffected and marginalized groups. A Vietnamese government tends to treat the phenomenon of ethnic based grievances as evidence of separatist or irredentist movements. And so, ethnic minority relations with lowland central government remains fraught. Planet Worker, a world in development.